One of the main characteristics of Kana is that it is a natural serotonin reuptake inhibitor as well as a serotonin releasing agent. It has the ability to calm and also uplift at the same time. When we are in those states where we're, we are emotionally dysregulated, we're, we're in this constant fight or flight, you know, how can we focus on evolution? How can we, when we're still, we're, we're totally in this survival mode. Welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. My name is Keith Fiveson. This show explores the intersection between mindfulness and the latest trends in wellness. And today we're thrilled to have Stephanie Wang, the founder and CEO of Ka. It's a empathogenic company that is focused on promoting the power of plants and conscious evolution. Stephanie has dedicated her life to helping people find ways to achieve what she calls full spectrum wellness and aliveness, and her expertise will be invaluable as we delve into the exciting world of the Wonderland Miami 2023 conference focusing on health, wellness, and psychedelics. Stephanie, welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. How are you? I'm great, Keith. How are you? I'm in, I, I, I'm 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 so excited to have you here. Uh, you know, I'm I really I can feel myself, you know, brimming with excitement uh, because uh, I want to hear all about Ka Ka. I love that yes. name. All right, great name. <laughs> And I also want to hear about your journey uh, from finance to the Alchemist Kitchen to Ka, and yes. also about your session at the Wonderland Miami 2023 conference. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your journey, what brought you to the conference, and what you're going to be talking about? Absolutely. And I just want to say you said Ka so well, because yeah. the reason... Part of the reason we named our company Ka is because, well, many reasons, but one big reason is Ka uh, is ancient Egyptian for life force, right? Ka! So it's Ka, and there's an exclamation mark behind that because this is a this is a, a nod to the origin of the main ingredient of Ka, which is Kana, also called Skeletium, mm. which is from South Africa. And the traditional stewards of Kana um, have been the Khoikhoi and the San people of Southern Southern Africa, mm -hmm. uh, the indigenous of Southern Africa. And part of their language, they have, you know, the exclamation mark, obviously is the anglicized translation of that, but um, essentially how it's pronounced is a click. So it's like, mm. and there's mm. three kinds of clicks. There's like mm -hmm. something mm. like, that. I'm <laughs> butchering it, I'm sure. But we wanna also just remind, you know, ourselves and everyone, where as with many many different kinds of plant medicines around the world you know the original stewards and the people who've kept this knowledge and wisdom alive so that we are mm. actually we can actually benefit from it mm. mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so great, great great well i'm glad i pronounced it right i know i, I <laughs> yeah i i don't want to blow up the mic but yeah it's a it's such a great name and really has a lot of force and power to it and you've got this trajectory of your life which is so interesting to me and here you are at wonderland can you kind of walk us through 
where yeah. you've been and where you are now and where you hope to well we don't have to talk about the far future but certainly what you're doing over at wonderland sure so a quick summary of the whole trajectory is simply <laughs> that you know growing up in hong kong mm -hmm. chinese family certain expectations a much more conservative culture um for me personally and this was just my story you know there was a lot of suppression there was you know a lot of trauma from childhood mm -hmm. and you know I, I was depressed for a long time that actually led me into trying to discover what what was going on within me mm -hmm. and it just led to a lifelong passion of being a seeker um, of how to elevate consciousness how to heal myself and how to just understand what it means to be a human being and and, and how to thrive in the world mm -hmm. and so that that's always fascinated me and um Again, because of the back of my background, I started off in finance, but then quickly realizing it was really ultimately not feeding my soul. Mm -hmm. And so I went into the arts. I was in film for some time. And then um, finally, uh, a lot of this was I can attribute to starting to do plant medicine journeys, psychedelic mm -hmm. plant medicine journeys, mm -hmm. as well as non-psychedelic ones um, back in 2013. And that really accelerated my own healing and growth and that, that was around the same time that i met the folks at evolver and that's how i joined the company eventually and then we birthed the alchemist kitchen hmm. and that was really sort of you know the psychedelic plants actually brought me further into the world of plants mm -hmm. and you know plants are plants all part of nature you have those that are obviously non-psychoactive and and psychedelic mm -hmm. and then you have those um master teaching plants which are very psychoactive <laughs> or psychedelic and right. it's it's just um yeah I, I call those the wisdom medicines yeah yes the medicines right mm -hmm. i mean yes i mean they're all medicines but you definitely has have some that i would call sacred plant medicines mm -hmm. right. so from that point on you know uh, i just continued working with plants and uh when i first did my very first plant medicine journey it was not with ayahuasca or psilocybin it was actually with kana and that left such um it left such an imprint because it was the first time that i felt my heart so open and felt connected to such a profound feeling of love mm. and belonging and you know i think i in that very moment maybe subconsciously i was already it was 10 years ago mm -hmm. i i had said you know i really want to bring this to more people to make it accessible to people so that you know they can have it outside of ceremony contexts mm -hmm. and you know but first let me you know i i wanted to work with it personally and then started to do um a lot of scientific research behind you know what what the you know the the, the, the chemical compositions how the alkaloids worked and uh, that was in the last four or five years. Mm. And then finally, we launched CAR and Pathogenics mm. last year in 2022 in July. Mm. And so this was very much a culmination of many years of um, of wanting to to bring this in the most integrous way, integrous way mm. that I could to the world. And how this has led me to mm -hmm. uh, Wonderland is because... You know, Wonderland is an amazing conference, mm -hmm. which brings together people from not just industry, but regular people who are interested in psychedelic plants. Mm -hmm. And this year's theme is not is beyond mental health. There's also longevity and some other themes as well. 
And it's just a great place to share this information because mm -hmm. as I'm sure you know, um, now that psychedelics, because of the psychedelic renaissance, a lot of this is out in the open. Mm -hmm. It's part of the zeitgeist. It's really part of the mainstream. And yet uh, there is still so much education needed mm -hmm. because people start to generalize and think, oh, one, one psychedelic is exactly the same as the other. There's safety concerns, of course. But just really um, having a platform to educate and share stories of healing mm -hmm. and also just about discoveries, right? Because we're still, we're, you know, not that these plants are new necessarily, but we're rediscovering them in new ways in a modern scientific, in a modern world context. So how do we integrate that? Mm -hmm. And also, how do we still honor the traditional wisdom, the ancient wisdom that has come with stewardship of these plants for mm -hmm. millennia? By indigenous people mm -hmm. and how to incorporate them into the dialogue as well so there's a lot of things going on but you know mm -hmm. venues like wonderland are great for bringing all of that right. together right and you've got uh and first of all congratulations on your success i mean here you are you launched last year where you're at the wonderland conference you've got this incredible background that's a wonderful platform and a foundation for you uh to go ahead and, and and launch a lot of this and the insight and the wisdom to go ahead and bring it to market so um i know that you're doing a session at wonderland uh it's uh, i i believe you said it's going to be uh transformative plants is that right and what transformative, day and time? i think it's transformational plants transformational plants okay good and that's on the 11th you said you the 11th of november um it might be transformative, but I can't remember. It's one or the other. It's on right. November the 11th at 4 p.m. Great, great. So I'm wondering, you know, looking at your work with Ka and empathiogens, uh, empathiogenics, uh, how does that align with the conference focus on conscious evolution and transformative technologies? How does that, you know, come together from your view? So mm -hmm. one of the main I would say benefits of Kana or the characteristics of Kana is that it is a natural serotonin reuptake inhibitor as well as a serotonin um, releasing agent. So it has the ability to calm and also uplift at the same time. Mm -hmm. It activates receptors for GABA, for opioids, for cholecystokinin and for melatonin. So mm -hmm. it operates on a lot of different uh, neuroreceptors mm -hmm. and we are so often today the big disease is stress right uh, depression right. is another one and when we are in those states where we're we are emotionally dysregulated we're we're in this constant fight or flight mm -hmm. we cannot you know how can we focus on evolution how can we when we're still we're we're totally in this survival mode so mm -hmm. kana is a fantastic ally for actually helping us calm mm -hmm. our brain activity mm -hmm. to come back to the present moment mm -hmm. and to bring us back into homeostasis what is really interesting is that kana is an empathogen mm -hmm. it opens you up to um, being more emotionally available to more empathy to more connection and compassion towards others as well as towards yourself mm -hmm. And really opening yourself to to be more mm -hmm. available to love is, is mm -hmm. really what it's doing as well. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so what's great about and how to relate Kana to consciousness mm -hmm. is it's actually helping us get out of this mm -hmm. fight or flight mind space and start to connect to our heart space as well. Mm. And that is, you know, accessing, you know, not just our mental capacity, but also our heart intelligence as well. And what is super interesting is also is that maybe some people don't know this, but the heart is the largest emitter of electromagnetic frequency. Mm. Mm -hmm. And the heart actually sends more signals to the brain than the brain does to the heart. Mm. So mm. the vagus nerve is one, mm -hmm. one aspect of it, mm -hmm. but essentially the heart sends, the heart mind sends mm -hmm. um, and redirects signals to the amygdala, the hypothalamus, the thalamus, the cerebral cortex, um, as well as um, the medulla. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's something that most of us don't think mm -hmm. of because we all often think of the mind and the brain, the mm -hmm. here we are, it's in our heads. We are now often think of our gut as the second brain, right? That's mm -hmm. now being sort of in the in the common mm -hmm. language. But very few people talk about heart intelligence, mm -hmm. and you know it is it's it's here. And when we are no longer in flight and flight, we're fight or flight, and we are connected to this, to our mm -hmm. presence, mm -hmm. right? Um, we're able to access this heart intelligence because mm -hmm. it is part of our mm -hmm. whole intelligence as a human being. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And in that sense, we're able to be more conscious, be more present, be more empathetic, be more connect, excuse mm -hmm. me, connective with others, mm -hmm. as well as noticing, you know, what kinds of emotions or feelings mm -hmm. we have suppressed in ourselves. Because, you know, most of us run around um, a lot of the times being completely dissociated from our own feelings because right, we're, right. we're busy, we have to just get things done. Yeah. There's a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. So when we right. can actually come back into this state, it's mm -hmm. actually connecting to our own wisdom, mm -hmm. our mm -hmm. own consciousness. It's that we now have a pause and a breath almost to really fully expand into that. And Khan is a beautiful, beautiful ally for that. Mm -hmm. of, yes. I, I was just going to say, I absolutely love what you're saying. You know, this, uh, the heart mind, uh, a, a body, I would say the heart mind lung connection, because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a very big believer in that sort of trinity of the, the, the mind connecting to the heart, the heart, you know, and the lungs when you breathe. So you're really saying that Kana is the, uh, it's a, well, first of all, it's a legal empathiogen. It is. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah. A pathogen. Sorry, I keep doing that. Uh, but it's a legal empathogen, and and right and it is a legal empathogen. It's legal. Yes, it's legal, and uh -huh. it's legal in all fifty states. It's mm -hmm. legal in most of the countries that I know of internationally. Mm -hmm. The only one state it's not legal in is in Louisiana. Oh, where, those yeah, people in Louisiana. What's going on? <laughs> well, you know, Damiana, and I think also Blue Lotus are not. Okay. are prohibited there as well um mm -hmm. so but other than that you know mm -hmm. it's legal everywhere mm -hmm. and what's beautiful about kana is that it's a legal psychoactive it's not psychedelic so mm -hmm. it won't give you hallucinogenic you know effects right. right um and so what's also really cool about it is that it's a lovely way for people who maybe are not ready for psychedelics mm. but 
I still want that sort of, oh, I want to feel that oneness a little bit. I want to have a taste of what it's mm. like. And it's a great gateway um, for for facilitators actually mm -hmm. to, to, to use to help people get into the psychedelic space if they are feeling trepidatious. Mm -hmm. It's also, um, Kana being a serotonin replenisher mm -hmm. is also great for post psychedelic journeys, mm -hmm. depending on, I guess, what kind of medicines or psychedelics you're using, but sometimes serotonin can be really depleted. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to replenish and um, a great way to actually integrate your experiences because mm. Usually, you know, in a psychedelic space, there is a lot of, a lot is going on, you know, there's a lot of, um, sometimes it's harder to recall exactly what went on. And it takes time, right, for us afterwards, for the ego and, and mm -hmm. you know, for your consciousness to kind of really mm -hmm. um, digest and right. kind of piece together what happened. And Kana, because it has this ability to bring you back into your body, into your heart, mm. and help you process emotions, it's a really fantastic ally for um, for post ceremony. Mm -hmm. You know, to take mm -hmm. to help integrate, and right. also in between psychedelic journeys, when you want to actually tap into that field of oneness, Kana is also an incredible ally for that. Right. So, you know, when you as you as you started talking, I was thinking about. You know, so many people are uh, very A-type. You know, they're they're maybe using some of the trauma that they had in the past to go ahead and project into the construct of who they want to be in the future. So they don't really take a lot of time to really be present to the now. You know, and to your earlier point, you know, when you start to get to that point where you might you know, be just burned out. You might have the cash and prizes. You might have everything you want, or you get to the point where you kind of wonder, what is this all about? You know, what am I really doing here? Um, and, you know, that might be a, an opening for a plant ceremony. It might be something where you kind of go, well, I really want to go deeper. I really want to connect. So what I hear you saying is that, you know, it, it might also be an opportunity for you to look at Ka and Kana as a way to just sort of get into your body to relax the default mode network which is moving you maybe into a fight or flight mode and you know activating your amygdala activating that side of yourself that says you've got to you know kill the dinosaur and you've got to go ahead and you know you've got to get your you know it's a disparity consciousness place that a lot of people get into when they get into that fight or flight mode. So Kana is something that allows you to just sort of settle back into your body, mm -hmm. feel relaxed more, connect mm -hmm. your head with your heart, breathe a little bit more, and mm -hmm. really uh, have a sense of the space that you're in and who you are and where you are and give yourself a little, it's like MDMA, it sounds a little like MDMA, like a heart opener. You know, but it's not. It's not a. It's not a. It's it's not MDMA or what are there parallels that from your view or tell me There's a little so, bit. Yeah. So many people have. I mean, it's been a bit of a meme, and a lot of people speak of uh -huh. Kana as nature's MDMA. But uh -huh. you know, I think it's important to get the record straight. Um, and it was, of course, you know, there was a big article a while back um, by Vice that also compared that compared the two. Uh -huh. So I think where they're similar is that Kana is definitely a heart opener. 
-hmm. and MDMA is as well. So that feeling of, oh, I feel connected, that oneness, mm -hmm. that openness. I love you. Yeah. I love you. You know, it's <laughs> that's part of it. Right. And mm -hmm. I would say that that, that, is a, that is definitely a similarity. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, huge, huge differences. That's why these days I really try not to even... Yeah, you chemical know, structure being huge. Completely different. Completely different. So, yeah. so um, for example, um, MDMA has amphetamines and Kana does not. Kana, of course, is 100% from nature. MDMA is, is synthetic. Mm -hmm. uh, another big part is that MDMA, you have to be very careful um, not to when you're taking it continuously because it will damage your neurological system. Mm -hmm. Whereas Kana is neuroprotective. It's actually mm -hmm. adaptogenic. That's mm -hmm. a massive difference. And most people don't even realize that. Mm -hmm. So Kana is super neuroprotective. You can take it mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. It's not something- There's no sort of contraindications like with MDMA. There is if you, ha there if is. you had heart issues with MDMA, yes. you don't want to be taking that. It's no, sort of don't. like taking a methamphetamine. Somewhere. So absolutely. So uh, contraindications is, is is something we definitely have to talk about. Mm -hmm. So uh, Kana also has because it it's changing the level of serotonin in your in your body. It definitely mm -hmm. has contraindications when it comes to any medications that affect serotonin levels. So, mm -hmm. for example, for people who are taking SSRIs, MAOIs, or SNRIs or any CNS depressants, mm -hmm. they really should not be taking. Mm -hmm. at the same time okay. um, so ssris are out Dog. ssris are out um so you know there's this is a whole other discussion but i know there's certain doctors that are trying to wean their patients off of ssris and they're trying to mm -hmm. figure out how to how to substitute it with with kana so uh, again i we are not medical professionals just want to say right. that right. and we're not recommend we're not giving any medical advice but that, you know, I know that there are healthcare professionals out there who, you know, slowly titrate SSRIs up as they use Kana to slowly titrate mm -hmm. back up. Mm -hmm. So that they're so that the so that the the body is is balanced and it doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, um, so mm -hmm. the patient doesn't get into any serious problems. Mm -hmm. So so there's that, you know, I'm glad we covered that. Right. But heart, that's what heart, I was, now with MDMA, there's uh, a whole issue around heart. You know, uh, heart patients, people who have high blood pressure, yeah. people who are, yeah. you know, hypertension, uh, you know, areas like that. Anything like that with Kana? Um, a little bit, yes. Mm -hmm. Not as severely as I was. Not to the extent where um, I would say MDMA. There's where there's that concern. Mm -hmm. So I think it all depends again on medic, what kind of medications. Right. how long they've been taking it for the dose of kana mm -hmm. um ketamine is another example mm -hmm. for right. for people who are already taking ketamine they're like oh can you take kana with ketamine and it's in small doses yes but again you have to be careful if you know they have high blood pressure because mm -hmm. you don't want to you know it's just wow. so it's it's a, on a case-by-case -case basis i think people have to be very aware but the big ones are definitely all what i just said which is ssris mm -hmm. MAOIs, SNRIs, um, mm -hmm. and CNS depressants, one just has to be careful. But right. with, as, as with any medications or pharmaceuticals that, you know, someone's already taking, mm -hmm. it's best to speak with um, a healthcare professional. Right, beforehand. right. So I, I I understand that Kana uh, can be, you, you, you know, in terms of the South African plant can be, if it's taken raw, can be 
not 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 pretty tasty. You know, tell me tell me about ka. Is it does it have a a good taste to it? Or I mean, yes. what's different about like I if I went out and got a South African plant, just brought it back and said, here's my kana. I mean, right. you know, would would I get the same impact as maybe using ka, or is there a difference between oh, what you're doing difference. there and what you know I might get if I went out to my backyard and pulled up my my kana plant? Not that I have one yet. <laughs> you could. There, there is a big difference. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the things that, you know, to, to look out for, there's a difference between kana extract and mm -hmm. then kana raw herb, right? So if you take a kana plant, I mean, how, the, how people take it and make it in South Africa is they usually take the plant, they dry it, they ferment it, and then make powder and then use that mm -hmm. as the herb to, to take. Um, you can also make kana tea, you can use, you know, can you can have it as you can insuffulate it insuffulate it excuse me so sniff it you can also chew it the indigenous peoples used to chew the roots as they went on multi-day hunts because it also helped sustain their energy levels and kept their thirst and hunger at bay hmm. while helping them really focus um and also helping them really feel open and connected to nature mm -hmm. and everything around them so um, so that's a big difference, whether you're dealing with a raw raw herb versus an extract, right? And also it depends on the kind of kana plant the this herb extract came from, excuse me, the herb came from or whether the or the mm -hmm. the extraction came from, mm -hmm. because you have to look at the alkaloid content, mm -hmm. right? And so it's it's really therefore um important to distinguish when you're looking for kana and it says oh how many milligrams of how many how many milligrams it's like first of all is it extract mm -hmm. or is it raw herb so in our case um we use high potency standardized kana extract which was extracted through a patented process to, to make it standardized mm -hmm. so it is very very potent and it you just need a lot less of it so with the chews and also the tincture um, I mentioned earlier, we spent for almost five years just going through the R&D. Mm -hmm. Part of that was to create something that was tasty as well. So people mm -hmm. could would like the taste because by yeah. itself, Kana is very bitter. And, you know, thanks to our amazing team, mm -hmm. um, which includes, you know, flavors, a flavor scientist, mm -hmm. we've managed to create something that you can actually chew mm. and take as a tincture. And they both taste, they're, they're different. Um, but they both taste great and there's no added sugars, no preservatives even. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say with the chews, it's super interesting because we, you know, we were insistent on making something that did not, that was super clean, right? Mm -hmm. That did not have any junk in it. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard when you're trying to make something chewable that's not a gummy. Like a gummy will have sugar, will have, mm -hmm. you know, and then anytime you go into that sugar aspect, you then you know creating a gummy you're going to have to boil the herbs up to you know 300 degrees mm. but we didn't do that we actually made um this chew these connaught this these kakana chews mm -hmm. in room temperature so that mm. all of the ingredients are super bioactive because mm -hmm. they, they haven't been degraded by heat and they taste good yeah yes so, so like you know i i have these b12 uh you know, I, I, I take these uh, because I'm a, I'm pretty much a, a vegan by diet. I I have a little fish every once in a while now, but I have these cherry, you know, B12 
and and they're really tasty i take them like you know i take them during the day i'll you know it says one a day but i'm like popping them you know b12 because you don't really your body doesn't store b12 so i'm i'm wondering about con is that that kind of a thing that you can because the chews there's they're tasty and you can i i heard you say earlier you really have to watch your dosing so yes, i'm absolutely. really wondering with this what is what is a proper dose if you've got these you know i mean if i've got these near me uh you know would i be okay like popping a you know popping a car you know two every you know two or three hours or so or what 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 what's the dosing so the dosage in each of the chews is 30 milligrams uh -huh. um, of hypotensive kana extract okay and that we recommend as sort of a dose now people everybody's different some mm -hmm. people are super sensitive. I know people who only need a quarter of that and they're like, okay, mm -hmm. we're good. Mm -hmm. Some people need two. So it depends on, you know, every person's genetics. Mm -hmm. And also as with most plant medicines, the more you take it continuously, the more your body is primed right. to actually feel the full benefits. Mm -hmm. So that's what we encourage. So meaning the less you need, right? You you can- the more you, Yeah, definitely. And what's also interesting with Kana is, and Ka is that there's no tolerance buildup. It's not addictive. Hmm. and there's no tolerance buildup. So Kana, interestingly, is actually used to treat addiction in hmm. South Africa, especially alcoholism. Hmm. Because Kana has this way of sort of resetting the brain. Mm -hmm. um, it brings you back to, in a sense, homeostasis. Mm -hmm. It's it's really, really interesting um, plant in terms hmm. of how it works you know, on, for example, I mentioned addiction, but also hedonic cravings, meaning excessive cravings. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is when you just want one potato chip and then you end up eating the whole bag because you're just like, you know, salt, yeah, fat, and yeah, sugar. They're designed that way. They are designed that way, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> so, but that's, that's what I mean that's by what hedonic. That's what it works on. Yeah, that, that habit loop. Yeah. Exactly. And what Kana does is it gets you out of that loop. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting um because it's very sort of it's it's very much going against mm -hmm. you know that addictive behavior and um so i probably so, need i probably need one an hour is that the is that what you're saying no 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 <laughs> not at all my god this is strong stuff so i would say you know you want to be you don't want to overdo it mm -hmm. um so i would say for most like for me I take one in the morning. I'm good for the whole day. You're good for the whole day, and whole then you, day. Sleep, you sleep like a baby at night. I bet, right? I sleep better at night, mm -hmm. especially with continuous, you know, continuous mm -hmm. intake of of ka. But mm -hmm. the, what's also cool is if, let's say, I'm I'm extra stressed that day, mm -hmm. or I'm going out and I want to, I don't want to drink, but I still want to feel that openness and connection, sociability. Right. I'll use the tincture and I'll re up a little bit, mm -hmm. right? Because the tincture is more fast acting, but it's not like a time release as the chew is so it's a wonderful social lubricant as well it so. is a wonderful social lubricant oh, okay and, sir yeah, yeah that's, that's great so you're able to go ahead and do that it sounds very different than other plant-based wellness supplements you know and uh it sounds like a real powerful tool to really help promote you know emotional well-being and mental health and that uh you know uh it uh, being non-addictive but what I hear you also saying is that the benefits, if you keep taking one every day, the benefits are really compounded. And that's, are, the real, that's the real benefit here. I mean, if you feel good, it's better living through chemistry. And this is a natural plant. So why not look at it that way? You know? 
Absolutely. And there's no tolerance buildup either. So you won't actually need more to mm -hmm. achieve the same effect. You'll actually, in some ways, like I have found, certainly I need less and less, like as I go forward. So I'll only, because of its, its, its ability to regulate the nervous system and the mm -hmm. amygdala, it's, and it's adaptogenic, like I mentioned, mm -hmm. over time, what I found is that, and for a lot of people, is that they just need that extra bit when they really are in a stressful situation because they've been, their sort of baseline has shifted, mm -hmm. if, you know, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Right, right. Well, you know, I'm really surprised that uh, Kana or Ka, um, you know, I haven't heard, certainly you've been around for the year, but Kana, I really haven't heard more about. And I'm, I'm very kind of surprised by that. And you shared something a little earlier, which to me is very interesting, you know, based on your research and your exploration into the properties of Kana and developing, you know, your product about how it can really complement other psychedelics and, you know, the whole area. Uh, I, as a, I'm a psychedelic assisted therapy provider. So I work with, uh, I primarily work with individuals uh, on uh, preparation and uh, I sit with them, but uh, also on integration. So I'm really interested in, you know, this whole area of how individuals can activate some of the insights that they get through their journey and really look at ways of bringing those insights into their lives and you know i work with them through, through a coaching uh, area looking at holistic practices and ways of looking at diet and exercise and mindset and you know being able to rest and so on and so forth so can you talk to that a little bit more because it sounds like kana is a really natural um a natural additive if you will to the overall process and i'm very interested in that uh, thanks for asking that question. Yeah. And I think it's important to make a distinction between, let's say, stacking and layering. That's like doing it at the same time, you know, in one journey versus, oh, how do we incorporate it into the process of psychedelic therapy mm -hmm. or with other psychedelics? I think there's a, there's a difference. We always say, I'm going to use psilocybin as an example, you know. So I love psilocybin, amazing plant, amazing fungi, excuse me. Um, but we don't recommend if you're like on a high dose of psilocybin, do not combine Kana with that for, mm -hmm. for several reasons. Number one, you it's it's because both affect serotonin levels. You want you don't want to get yourself in in into ser, you know into severe serotonin syndrome. And also, I I deeply believe that each plant they're both teaching mm -hmm. plants. They're amazing you know mm -hmm. um, beings, and that each should be given its own space mm -hmm. when we are working with it instead mm -hmm. of trying to, you know, bring right. on a guest. So let me just distinguish something uh, uh, right here, uh, because I'll, well, you started talking about stacking. So we're not talking about microdosing, even people who might be microdosing, you know, psilocybin and use a stack and look at, you know, a small, a small little dose. I mean, that might be yeah, that's indicated. Okay. That's OK. OK, that's OK. I mean, what what we say is there's a there's a sweet spot. Mm -hmm. um, I would say anywhere from 160 milligrams to 200 milligrams of psilocybin plus kana that's that's okay but beyond that you just have to be careful again you know when uh, this is why the educational side of this is so important because a lot of it is in the nuance right it's not it's, right. it's, a, it's not a very it's not a black and white thing it's like okay well how much how often when 
you know yeah. are you giving yourself a break you know so right. uh having said that like i said it's still good for someone who's trying it the first time please don't stack it because just it was it's really nice to see how it is by itself mm -hmm. and how you're interacting with it and how you're coming into to relationship with this with this plant with any plant but with kana if it's someone's first time when there's already too much going on how how are you going to distinguish what's which mm, right, is doing exactly, what first yeah. of all yeah. and i think you know it's 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 being respectful as well right because when you're meeting someone it's like you're not going to like no we're being present i'm just present i'm mm -hmm. talking with you and i'm right. relating with you so it's the same thing um i think having this this attitude is important coming into relationship with a new plant and then later on you know yes the microdosing example yes you could do little little here little there um and at the end of the day you know everybody will do whatever it is that they're going to do but it's still i think important to share this this mm -hmm. information because mm -hmm. i think people tend to miss out a lot on what kana can offer because it's a lot more subtle Mm. That's another thing I want to bring up. It's not going to be like when you're doing a psychedelic, it's like hitting you over the head. It's like, oh my God, I'm I'm totally mind blown. Mm -hmm. Kana is much gentler. First of all, it's psychoactive, not psychedelic. But it also, but the microdosing of Kana is, is very powerful mm -hmm. because it really, as with most microdosing, it really goes under the ego's radar. Mm -hmm. So it's it's working with you. But you're not necessarily super cognizant of it, but it's doing some amazing work over time, right? And in many ways, that's even more powerful in a totally different way than, let's say, a, a full-on heroic dose or ceremonial dose mm -hmm. of plant medicine. And you know, and even on a ceremonial dose of kana, uh, which is beautiful as well, and you know, that's that's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, but you know. The plant mm -hmm. is still very gentle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what I'm really hearing is that, you know, in terms of preparation, certainly you don't want to be using Kana during, you know, a ceremony, during a journey, uh, whether or not it's with anything. I mean, you, you want to look at it on its own. And, you know, just in terms of your, uh, as a, a empathogenic, you really want to look at it as an opportunity for you to dive deep really uh, unhook yourself in a in a sober way if you will yeah without mm -hmm. the psychoactive properties you know the hallucinogenic properties specifically uh but, uh, but it is psychoactive it's it is not, psychoactive it's not definitely psychoactive yeah but it's not hallucinogenic, no, it's not hallucinogenic. Okay. yeah so you you really have that opportunity to go ahead and like look at you know where you're at what's going on for yourself and maybe feeling what's going on for others and really have that sense and even after your journey then going back in and easing the journey you know easing the impact of the journey in terms of your serotonin uh reuptake uh and the ability to really kind of be present for yourself as well as for others yeah yeah and, and again i think it's really important with an integration process as you as you i'm sure know um you know, how do we process a lot of the feelings that come up? Mm. Do mm -hmm. we even want to look at them sometimes? Mm -hmm. And Kana is beautiful in the sense that it helps you hold that space for yourself, right? At, whether you're working with a facilitator or a therapist or not, it just is, it's a beautiful way to, in many ways, reconnect with mm -hmm. the pieces of you that you didn't want to look at. 
mm. or that make it painful to look at. Mm-hmm. And it holds, you know, it has this capacity to to help you hold that and hold space for yourself to process those emotions, mm. which is a big part of of the integration process. And right. and in that process, actually start to make sense of what you just went through, right? In a, in a very right. intense yeah. journey. So there's that aspect. And um, mm-hmm. uh, I was going to say that. Uh, and I've lost my train of thought. But anyway. Well, it, I, 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 well, I, I, I totally hear you. It's, it's not just sort of. So many people are thinking that the medicine is the journey, but mm-hmm. the real, the medicine just shows you internally. You're the medicine. The medicine is inside right. of you, and the real opportunity is to open up to what your journey is and how to take the insights into your life as you go forward. So what I heard you saying is that. Kana or Ka is an opportunity for them to, you know, not only take in what the journey was about, but then to reintegrate their lives. Yes. You know, change the story. If you change your story, you change your life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would also add to another another aspect, because mm-hmm. I mentioned Ka as a daily supplement. So it's not just about calming stress and sort of everyday mm-hmm. anxiety. It's it's uh, and it's not just about lifting mood, but what what Kana and Ka also does is it really helps. It's a nootropic as well, so it actually helps you improve cognitive function. So everything I've mentioned just mm. now, there. I need are that. Actually... I need that cognitive function. At this at this point in my we life, Stephanie, I need it. <laughs> so do I. Oh my yeah, god. Seriously. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I want to I, I want to ask you I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm looking at time and I just want to make sure that we have some time here. I want to ask you a question. I saw your bio and there was this wonderful quote that was in your bio. Uh the Buckminster Fuller quote. I'm sure you're familiar with it. And um it says you never change things by fighting against the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the old one obsolete. Can you speak to that and what it means to you personally? Yeah, that's one of my favorite quotes mm-hmm. of Buckminster Fuller. It, mm-hmm. What it means to me is that we have an opportunity to create a new paradigm. And you don't have to destroy what, or, or keep saying, oh, complain about this thing that doesn't work. It's like, okay, well then let's build the new thing. And if it works, people will go, go to that one anyway. Mm-hmm. And to so just focus on this and what it means um what is this new paradigm it is in my mind something that works for 100 percent of life right it's very much um akin to what regenerative culture is all about so it's not just about sustainability how do we regenerate if we're taking from nature how do we regenerate what is the how do we structure a different way of being of doing business of living that actually is regenerative and that works for not just one part of human beings Mm -hmm. but all of us and then also nature the animals and the web of life that we all belong Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. so to me you know and how does con relate to that is is again when we are when we are coming back to who to our own essence right and have that heart mind we start to really understand this interconnection Mm -hmm. between you and me between us and them whoever them is 
we understand, oh my goodness, you know, we're connected to nature, we're connected to animals and insects. We start to actually be conscious of these connections and plants, especially mm. I think theogenic plants are really helpful and empathogenic plants mm. are really helpful for having us come to a realization of this truth. Mm -hmm. And that is how, when we can start to really embody that, that's when we really start to create change in the world in a very tangible way. Mm -hmm. We shift the world, right? And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's kind of the model that mm -hmm. I hope that plant medicines. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And it, and it sounds to me, you know, I was going to ask you an, uh, another question about your plans for Ka and uh, empathiogenics uh, for the future. But it sounds to me like that's, you're giving me that answer uh, within that context, you know, in terms of using, um, you know, these plants as a, as a way to really push the boundaries and, and help uh, individuals change not only their lives, but help change the world in some way. Is that, is that? I mean, our, our, yeah? <laughs> Close to it, close to it. I, I feel that, you know, just again, you know, we're one company. Mm -hmm. And uh, I say this with humility, of course, but let, that it takes all of us, right? It takes a village. And I feel that, you know, our, our mission is to restore full, excuse me, to restore full spectrum aliveness for all beings. Mm. And that means, again, reconnection, right? Reconnecting to our own feelings. The full spectrum of life is not pushing away things like sorrow or anger. It, it, no, it's meant to, hey, let's come together. Let's process this. It's all part of be, what it means to be human. Mm -hmm. And I feel that, you know, our where we're going, we're going to be having, we're going to be launching other products. We're going to be doing all of that. But, but our mission, the mission behind this and the message behind this is really having people come together. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing, you know, we have a, an ambassador community. We're really... Uh, we've, we've already launched that. We would love to get more people to be part of this community, right? Mm -hmm. Because it goes way beyond, you know, just the products. It's about coming together and realizing the power and how, how the power of being human and to mm -hmm. be empowered in our own healing and, and mm -hmm. all of it. But that what we need so desperately right now in the world is this is this connection, is this interconnection with each other and the pandemic of course, you know, threw us a curveball. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think it made us realize how important that was and how many people have suffered from isolation and loneliness. And this is why I also think Kana is a plant for our time. Mm -hmm. It really mm -hmm. is all, it's an empathogen. It's all about connecting us back mm -hmm. together. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the, the underlying yeah. teaching. Yeah. Give me my car. <laughs> Oh my com. It's our site. Yeah. So so how do people yeah, so how do people get a hold of you, Stephanie, and find out more about the work you're doing, the very important work you're doing and your company? So our site is literally called ohmyka.com. Ohmyka. Ohmyka.com. com. And you can find us on there. Uh, you know, you can just email us at hi at kaempathogenics.com. Mm -hmm. You can Please follow us on Instagram. It's ka, K-A dot, empathogenic. So that's E-M-P-A-T-H-O-G-E-N-I-C-S. Mm -hmm. Same handle on Facebook as well and on TikTok as well. So there's just some ways um, 
yeah that, right. that you... i just i just followed you on instagram i'm, I'm i'll, I'll oh. get to the other ones shortly <laughs> so i'll i'll be there with you so i just want to say stephanie it's just su such a pleasure uh to talk to you and to hear your wisdom and to see the work you're doing in the world and i'm really excited to, for your conversation and your panel in uh florida in miami at the wonderland 2023 uh conference from november the 9th for the 11th you're going to be on the 11th and i'm looking forward to seeing you there so thank you so much for being here Keith, thank you so much i feel so honored to to be a part of this and yeah and i again i think we're just one company out of many amazing entrepreneurs in this space who are doing some incredible work so go team thank you so much for joining us today stephanie you've offered us incredible insights into the world of plant-based wellness and ka and pathogenics and we're looking forward to hearing more about your work at the wonderland 2023 miami conference Remember, for those who are looking to attend, you can get a 20% discount off the, off the cost of registration using the code MINDFULNESS20. Until next time, remember to stay mindful and stay well.